Hello and welcome to another episode of Kodo Cinema, the podcast show where I talk about movies. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, a.k.a. Kodo Man. Well, it finally happened. We have reached the third Marvel movie for the year for the year 2023, although this will be the final Marvel movie to come out this year. So there is something right there. And that, that is basically from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, yes, in, in case you all are probably wondering, this year uh, we had three we have three Marvel Cinematic Universe films, and of course, right out of the gates, you already know what, what, this, what the third one's going to be. So, you had Ant-Man Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and of course, the third Marvel film to come out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe for the year 2023 would be The Marvels. So, yes, right out of the gates, I'm going to talk about The Marvels. The Marvels is a 2023 American superhero film based on Marvel Comics featuring the characters of Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, and Kamala Khan, or Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. And the film itself is produced by Marvel Studios and distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. It is the sequel to the film Captain Marvel, which came out in 2019. It is also a continuation of the television miniseries, Miss Marvel, and the 33rd film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The film was directed by Nia DaCosta, who co-wrote the screenplay with Megan McDonald and Elisa Karasik. The movie stars Brie Larson as Carol Danvers, Tiona Paris as Monica Rambeau, and Ima Vellani as Kamala Khan. Alongside, alongside Zawi Ashton, Gary Lewis, Park Seol Joon, and Samuel Jackson, among many other cast members, and of course, um, and of course, Brie Larson plays um, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. Tiona Paris plays um, Monica Rambeau, and Iman Vellani plays Kamala Khan, otherwise known as Ms. Marvel. We all probably wonder what the plot is. In the film, Danvers, Rambeau and Khan team up after they begin swapping places with each other every time they use their powers. And that's it. That's that's basically the synopsis, I should say. This is like the synopsis of the film. Now, in my opinion, like for 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 the Marvels, like I actually went to see this movie a couple of days ago, so so in my overall thoughts of it, like the movie feels like Charlie's Angels with a little bit of Freaky Friday to it. And um, the reason why I'm saying a little bit of Freaky Friday, because you know how in Freaky Friday, um, you know how like of how the mother is inside the daughter's body for one day, then the daughter is inside the mother's body for for one day. Like like they changed like they changed like place it. They changed like their own personalities, I should say, like. Like what is it like to be to be in that in the, in that other person's body? That's kind of sim. That's that's kind of similar to what's going on in the Marvels, just a little bit, just a little bit. However, the only difference is the only difference is that they're 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 switching places. Like 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 how um how uh, Kamala Khan like ends up in space. Um, Carol Danvers ends up in Kamala Khan's room, and then uh. And then Monica Rambeau ends up on the on the planet where uh, Carol Danvers was at. I'm pretty sure it was like a moon planet where um, 
where the bracelet, where this bracelet that Kamala Khan had in the, in the TV show. That's kind of like what's going. That that that's like the whole idea of it. That's the whole idea of it, in my uh, point of view. Now, to be honest, I went into this movie with very low expectations because for what was going on with this movie, this movie had a troubled production. Like, the movie was delayed multiple times. There were multiple reshoots on this movie. And then on top of that, um, the whole direction of where the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going. Like, this is the third film in Phase 5 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But what I'm hearing right now, there are polarizing responses to the... There is a... There are polarizing responses to this movie. And to me, honestly, I'm like mixed. I I am mixed. I am mixed on this movie. Like 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 I want I like I had fun with this movie, but also at the same time, I'm like, what? Like, what is this? What am I watching? If you know what I'm saying, like, like what? Okay, so so basically, let's let, let me backtrack for a second. Like, Phase Five started off with Ant Man: Quantumania, and it started off on a very low note, where you know how Ant Man, how Ant Man killed, killed King the Conqueror, the real deal, who's supposed to be the main bad guy for um for 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 for, for a new threat to the Avengers, which was which was thrown out of the picture. Now we got a uh, different variants of King the Conquerors, and then you got um. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which in my opinion is actually the best movie to come out of Phase 5 so far. And now, and now, uh, and, and that movie, and that movie actually ended on a good note for, uh, for the trilogy itself. So the Guardians of the Galaxy have already uh, got their trilogy done. Now with the Marvels, the Marvels is the third movie to come out of Phase 5 and it's, it's polarizing enough. So, what what makes this movie so polarizing? Like, like what made this movie so polarizing? Not just for me, but for everybody else. Because I'm hearing different responses. Like, some people said they like it, which hey, that's totally fine. I I I understand that. And then there's there's other people who did not like it. I mean, let's be honest. Like this movie, the Marvels. There is a lot going on in this movie, especially in a short runtime. The the runtime of this movie is. 105 minutes which is one hour and 45 minutes and that's that's a short that's a pretty short marvel movie to, to say i mean it's not the first time uh, marvel had a short runtime for for a for a marvel film although for the marvel cinematic universe you could definitely i i could definitely i could definitely see that i mean and to be fair though i mean to be fair, though, to the film's credits, at least the runtime is shorter compared to the other previous movies. That's not to say I don't like longer runtimes. I mean, I I, I I appreciate I appreciate the longer runtimes, but seeing shorter runtimes, I mean, that's not bad. That's if you that's if you use the short runtime right. If you know what I'm saying. Also, the film's budget for the Marvels. The film's budget is over two hundred million dollars, but and not just two hundred million dollars uh, straight. Like the net, the net budget is two hundred and nineteen point eight million dollars, 
while the gross budget, and I, and I am not making this up, the gross budget is $274.8 million. Let me say that again from the net and gross budget. $219.8 million and $274.8 million. That is almost close to $300 million. The, the, the gross budget is close to $300 million. And it's obviously one of the, one of the most expensive Marvel movies to make. For a team-up movie, like, this is, a, this is, the Marvels is basically a team-up film. I mean, sure, yeah, I mean, other team-up movies, like, the event, like, like, all the Avengers movies. Heck, Avengers Age of Ultron has the most expensive budget. The gross budget for Avengers Age of Ultron was 444 to 495.2 million dollars that is close to to a 500 million dollar budget avengers age of ultron almost cost 500 million dollars to make for a gro for a gross budget however for its net budget it was 365 million dollars so avengers age of ultron holds the record for the most for for the biggest budget in in not just any Marvel movie, but in any superhero, in, but in any superhero film adaptation. That is wild. And the Marvels, the Marvels, is the, the budget from the Marvels was almost $300 million. The reason why uh, the budget for the Marvels was this high, almost $300 million, because the film was delayed multiple times. And it was also reshot multiple times. And so that's there's so there's like your answer right there. Like once the film has been delayed multiple times, it adds to the budget. Plus plus the amount of reshoots. So I don't know how many reshoots that that I don't know how many reshoots of uh, this film went through. Like it, it's hard to it's hard to tell right now. It's really hard to tell, to be honest. But with, with the reshoots and the and the amount of delays it adds to the budget sure some of the early marvel movies i mean yeah they were expensive to make but their budgets were were a lot were a lot lower than than the than most superhero movies that we got today in fact the very first x-men movie their budget was 75 million dollars while uh, while the first blade movie the first blade movie which Wesley Snipes Blade, their budget for their budget for that movie, Wesley Snipes Blade, was forty five million dollars, and uh, and that's like I said, that's not cheap to that's not cheap. Like I said, that's exp Like I said, those budgets are expensive, but they were but their budgets were were lower than than what than than most superhero movies that we got today. In fact. Going to uh going to the early two thousands for a sec, the first Spider Man movie, the first Spider Man movie, the with Tobey Maguire and Sam Raimi, their budget for that movie it was exp it's expensive but not as expensive, but but not as expensive, it was expensive. It, it their budget for that movie was one hundred thirty nine million dollars, so that's a lot more. So that's a lot more 
but not like they're not that huge. Like like let's just say like 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 like, like, like let me go back to Avengers Age of Ultron for a sec. Their budget was their gross budget was almost five hundred million dollars, and their net budget was at least three hundred million dollars. Spider the first Spider Man's budget was was one hundred and thirty nine million dollars, while the uh, while the other while Blade's budget was at least four, was at least forty million, and uh, and the first X Men movie was at least seventy million. So you kind of get the point. You get the point. But the but but as for cat as for the first Captain Marvel, let me go to that. That budget for the for the first Captain Marvel movie that was between one hundred and fifty two to one hundred and seventy five million dollars. And I mean that's a big bud that's a big budget too. But but that was also a cheap movie to make compared to the compared to the Marvels. And before I break down this movie, uh, I just want I, I did mention polarizing reviews because the film did receive mixed reviews from critics who praised the coast the coast the coast's direction and the chemistry between the three leads. Now to be and and but of course the the plot was criticized and there was a lack of cohesive storytelling. And I'm gonna be honest with you. There was barely any storytelling in this movie, in my personal opinion. Yes, there is a story, but it lacks, but it lacks the cohesive storytelling of what we saw from the previous Marvel movies from from before. And of course, obviously, this is basically outside of Phase Four and Five, because Phase Four. I mean, say what you will about Phase Four. I mean, so, there are some some of the there are some good movies from Phase Four, but. Some of the movies from Phase Four did not go anywhere. Did not go anywhere, and Phase Five's uh, storytelling is not that great to say the least, in my personal opinion. I mean, I mean, you could debate about that all you want, but to me, the storytelling is lacking, and the Marvels is no exception. So let me break down the movie for the Marvels. And by the way, huge spoiler warning for those of you who have not seen the movie. Huge spoilers ahead. Movie opens up with a um with a new Cree leader named Dar Ben who is being played by Zawi Ashton and fun fact Zawi Ashton is the fiance to Tom Hiddleston to which Tom Hiddleston plays played Loki and hey how about that an engaged couple appearing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that that sounds pretty good so anyway Dar Ben who is a new Cree leader retrieves one of the one half of the quantum bands to which uh Kamala Khan to which uh, Kamala Khan had because if you remember in the uh TV show Miss Marvel I mean I've seen Miss Marvel I mean I, in my opinion I didn't really I mean I didn't really care much about I didn't really care for much about about Miss Marvel the TV show in general I mean I mean I like the actress playing playing Kamala Khan she she's she's fine but uh, I mean, I didn't really care much about, about the show. But anyway, um, uh, Kamala Khan has one of the quantum bands in 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 the show. So there is another quantum band. So it's the other half of the band, and and that was that was in the hands of Dar Ben. So Dar Ben harnesses the power of the band, pairs it with her staff named the Universal Weapon. 
Although, it's basically a war hammer that, that Darban has in her hands. It's a similar war hammer that Ronan the Accuser had in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And then, of course, in Captain Marvel because Ronan the Accuser made, made an appearance in the first Captain Marvel movie. Darban uses it to tear apart a jump point in space. Now, going into this movie, Darben's uh, um, entrance is very rushed and abrupt, with very little build-up. And y'all probably wondering, like, who, who Darben is? Like, I already said Darben is the leader of a Kree, but in all honesty, though, Darben, like, the villain Darben is definitely not a great villain. It's not a good villain in this movie at all. I, I don't, I mean, I don't even know who Darben is at one point. Like, actually, to be honest, Darben... The Darben from the comics, he's basically a pink Kree general who used a robot of the Silver Surfer to execute Clumsy Falloop and General Dwee Zahn during the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. And he was killed by Deathbird during the Kree Shi'ar War. And that's basically, yeah, that's, that's, that's basically Darben. So in this movie, Darben is a gender swap Kree, so basically uh, Marvel went out of their way to gender swap uh, Darben, and the movie starts off pretty poorly in my opinion. Like, you have a villain introduction who starts who starts off abruptly and rushed, with no build up. Plus, this is a villain that Darben is a villain that nobody even knows who this villain is. Like, this is how the film opens up, and here's the thing, like. Now, the actress playing Darben, I mean, to her credit, she does a good job from what she was given. To her credit, she does a she does a pretty good job. But this character, in my opinion, like this is a this is an unknown villain that we as an audience never heard of. Now, the movie keeps on going with an introduction to um, to Monica Rambeau, who is being played by Tiona Paris. And. She is working for a company called SWORD, although that is an acronym, stand for Sentinent Weapon Observation and Response Division, to which the acronym is SWORD. And this is a company, an intelligence agency that was founded by by Maria, by Maria Rambo, who is the uh, mother to uh, Monica Rambo. So um so there's a little so there's a little connection. So there's a little connection right there and of course Monica Rambeau teams up with Nick Fury being played by Samuel L. Jackson once more who is now residing at the Sabre space at the Sabre space station and of course the acronym for Sabre is strategic aerospace biophysics and exolinguistic response and that is basically a human scroll aer aerospace defense system that is spearheaded by Nick Fury. Nick Fury is hosting a peace talk event between the Kree and Skrull Empire, and this is basically also connecting to the Kree and Skrull to the Kree and Skrull War that is still going that is still going on. Plus that was also that was also that was also a main one of the main comic book storylines, which is the Kree and Skrull War because the Kree and the scrolls are rivals. They're basically uh, enemies of each other. They're or rivals, I should say. And uh, they do play a huge. They do play a part in in the first Captain Marvel movie, where that where the first movie ended with um, 
with the scrolls being the good guys and but what I'm hearing that the Krees were actually the villains, but on top of that, but on top of that, I mean it's obviously the writing of this book. Obviously is the writing of both of these movies. So basically this whole thing is still going on. And Fury calls in Carol Danvers being played once again by Brie, Brie Larson. He calls Carol Danvers and of course Monica Rambeau to investigate a jump point anomaly near Saber. So so Monica Rambeau go, goes to check it out. She touches it and she, Danvers, and Kamala switch places through teleportation. Okay, so uh, just to give you so, so just to give you some context. Now, I've seen Ms. Marvel. I mean, I didn't really care much about the show, but in the seat in the show's finale call, called No Normal, in a mid-credit scene showed uh, Kamala Khan and her idol and her idol Carol Danvers swap places after the former's bangle emits a strange glow. So what's really happening, like? Like my like Kamala Khan, who's being played by by Iman Vellani, like her uh her bangle her bangle starts to glow, and uh, this and and once uh and once Monica touches like touch touches like the touches the jump point anomaly, all three women switch switch places. So 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 what happens is Carol Danvers ends up in Kamala Khan's house. Kamala Khan floats in space like she's um like she's sandra bullock from gravity kamala is screaming is screaming so is screaming so loud although uh, although she's in space i mean i mean space no one can hear you except for nick fury who hears uh kamala khan or kamala khan uh scream screaming oh my god 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 because she's she's screaming as she's never been to space which is obviously true. Which is obviously true because she's she's a kid, but um, but the fact is, like, she's surprised of what's going on because she she was teleported from her house in into space, and uh, Nick Fury was like, "What the hell is going on? Who the hell is this girl?" Like, he's wondering who who he's he's wondering. Who's floating? Who's floating in space? It's not Monica because Monica got teleported somewhere else, which I'm pretty sure is the the moon of where um, Carol Danvers was at. And once uh, once uh, Nick sees uh, Kamala in space, Kamala's like, "Oh my goodness, Nick Fury! Is this is this an Avenger? Is this an Avengers test or something?" And Nick Fury is like, "Hell no, I don't think so." And um, and Monica Rambeau ends up what appears to be the moon, what appears to be the moon, like what appears to be the moon, because uh, Carol Danvers was flying towards the moon to check out to check it out, only to be ambushed by a by a bunch of Cree member by a bunch of Cree members who calls um, Carol Danvers the Annihilator, because it turns out that Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, annihilated. The annihilated Hala, which is the Kree planet, that that was introduced that was introduced in the first Captain Marvel movie, and of course to add in more context to that, why was Hala destroyed or decimated? Well, it turns out, um, well it turns out like Carol Danvers went back to Hala and just and took out and destroyed the Supreme Intelligence, who was introduced who was introduced in the first Captain Marvel movie, like. 
like she takes out the supreme intelligence and to which the supreme intelligence is basically a which is basically um which is basically a fictional character appearing in in the Marvel comics. The supreme intelligence is an artificial intelligence or AI that rules the alien race which is the Crete which is the Crete. And um and the um and the supreme intelligence is destroyed. We only see a few seconds of 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 a full on the supreme intelligence face, and and the supreme intelligence gets destroyed in three seconds. We only see three seconds of the supreme intelligence, and that's basically it. And the and the entire planet gets decimated, destroyed by Carol Danvers, and. And for those of you, and for those of you who are probably wondering, well, didn't the Supreme Intelligence appear in the first Captain Marvel movie? Well, yes. Although we don't really see the face of the Supreme Intelligence, we only see the Supreme Intelligence through different perspectives of different characters. Like, like Carol Danvers sees the Supreme Intelligence from from one of her mentors from Earth, which is basically Wendy Lawson, and. And basically, Wendy Lawson's like the supreme intelligence from Carol Danvers' point of view, and um, there's even a deleted scene where Jude Law's character, uh, Jan Rog, sees the supreme intelligence from his point of view, but it's but it is his other doppelganger. So, so you so this does this this does get this does um, raise question raise eyebrows. Why didn't we see the actual face of the Supreme Intelligence in the first movie? And why didn't we, didn't we see that? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess that that's how AI works. But but anyway, during the whole teleportation sequence, like 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 Carol Danvers is inside uh, Kamala Khan's house, and she sees uh, she sees drawings and pictures of Kamala Khan. You know, like you know, fan art, which is basically fan art of of Kamala Khan and Carol Danvers being a team. I mean, that's pretty cute and all, but Carol Danvers found it to be pretty creepy for for a sec. And she's like, okay. And then she she goes downstairs and meets up with Kamala Khan's parents. I mean, it's pretty shocking. And she's pretty shocking too. And she tries to leave she try and she tries to leave only for Kamala Khan to uh, appear to uh come back to that to come back to teleport back to the house and basically Kamala Khan's parents were like what were you doing is this Captain Marvel or Carol Danvers giving peer pressuring you and um and for a moment Kamala Khan is basically she's geeking out during this whole confrontation because she just realized that her that that her parents just met Carol Danvers Captain Marvel and she's like I mean, oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! And I'm pretty sure you can also tell that um, you can also tell that Iman Vellani is having a lot of fun with this with this role. I mean, let's be honest. Like for all the movie's faults, like Iman Vellani was obviously one of the best parts of this movie. Like, yeah, she's 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 yeah, she's. I mean, sure, yeah, she's still new to the acting role to the acting role, and of course, I mean, she can. Go a little bit over the top at time, over over the top at times with her act. I mean, she gets too excited for some parts of the movie, but at the same time, I mean, she's having a lot of fun. You can definitely tell that uh, Iman Iman Vellani is having a lot of fun with this 
with with this movie and her role as Miss Marvel. And of course Kamala Khan or Kamala Khan. I mean what I mean I mean whatever how I mean I mean whatever how you say her name Kamala or or Kamala. I mean whatever how you I mean however I mean I mean doesn't matter how you say her name Kamala Kamala. I mean I mean yeah you know what I'm saying. But but anyway but anyway things do get a little crazy when the Kree started started to fight all three three different versions of of the Mar of the marbles and it's a it's a messed up action sequence but for the most part for, for the most part like this all happens like this it starts off at this moon at this moon and then it teleports to Kamala Khan's house where we see Carol Danvers back at the house and and the Kree are fighting are are fighting the are fighting Kamala's parents and and one of the Kree members one of the Kree members comes up to uh, Carol Danvers and call and calls her Annihilator the Annihilator and Carol's like I don't like that name and she fights them she, and she starts fighting and I will say this for the most part the the action sequence is good for the most part but. It gets ruined, man. Like, I'm sorry. Th this whole action sequence is ruined for me. Like, how is this ruined? Not the actors. The act, all the actors do a very good job. Not, not just the editing. I mean, the editing can be a little choppy, but the music. The to me, the is what the music ruins this action sequence for me. Why is the music bad in this scene? Well, because, because for some reason, um. Somebody over at Marvel or at Disney thought it would be a good idea to add in a hip hop or rap music in the background. It's basically I mean what? What? What kind of music is that? I mean like 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 Marvel. Their action sequences, like their action sequences are good because of the music. Like the music adds a good levity and tension. And it and it hypes up the action sequence too. Like, like remember in the first Iron Man movie where Tony Stark escapes the cave in Afghanistan? Dun 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 dun. See that? Like that 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 is a good that is good music. It's rock and roll music, but at the same time, it gives that bit of it gives that bit of tension and levity to it. This scene, but this action, first action, but this action sequence, their first teleportation fight from the house to the to the Kree spaceship with the rat -ta 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 -ta. that music. I'm sorry, like that was a poor choice of music. Like that is some poor choice of music. Like, oh my goodness, like I can probably put in a better, I can probably put in a better song for a two, for a two. Heck. If you want to make an instrumental version of this, I mean, it could have worked. I mean, you could still make an instrumental version uh, for for a good action sequence, and it probably would have worked. Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure they didn't. I'm pretty sure the production crew didn't have enough time to put in to put in music for it, and they they, they decided to throw in a last minute uh, rat -a -tat, rat -a tat music into into this scene. That's what ruined the scene for me. That's what ruined the action sequence for me. That's that's just me. That's just me. I'm pretty sure. Other people are probably gonna say something similar. I mean, obviously, if you take the music out of the equation, 
it's still, I mean, it's it's a fun, it's a, yeah, the action sequence is still fine, but to me, in my opinion, the, the, the music really ruined it for me. So anyway, moving forward, um, the, the sequence does keep on going where, uh, Ka where Kamala sees, uh, Nick, F Nick Fury again, and actually even before that, when she was floating in space, like, she see she sees Nick Fury and she's like, oh, Nick Fury, is this an Avengers test? And then when she comes to see, and when, then when she teleports to see Nick Fury again, she's like, hi. Well, in response to Nick Fury saying, some of your friends? And she was like, hi. Well, that's not the type of response I probably would have said, but, but hey, you know, I mean, it's Kamala Khan. And of course, um, Nick Fury misses, uh, misses the shot on shooting down the Kree members, and Kamala Khan uses her powers to stop the, some of the Kree members. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this action sequence is something. So anyway, uh, the Khan's house gets destroyed in the wake of the attack, and Nick Fury, Monica Rambeau, uh, visit Earth to, to see Kamala, and, and of course, the entire destruction of the house. I want to say, well, I would say the inside of the house, the inside of the house got got destroyed. I mean, the outside of the house is actually decent, but um, <laughs> but yeah, that was messed. That was a messed up fight. So so um, so basically, uh, Kamala's parents. Nick Fury and Monica Rambeau talk about the talk about what 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 happened. Kamala eagerly demonstrates her powers and switches places with she switched places with Danvers and Danvers is like oh not again and, and Danvers is like oh I'm back in this house oh I'm back in this house and oh my goodness if it isn't Monica Rambeau Lieutenant Trouble and yes in case you are wondering uh, Monica Rambeau's uh, uh, code name in the first Captain Marvel movie was Lieutenant Trouble because uh, in the first uh, Captain Marvel movie, um, Carol Danvers and um, Maria Rambo, um, Carol Danvers and Maria Rambo were very good friends. They were very good friends, and uh, they both they both they all they both both of them were trained in the military as well, and uh, they were and. And of course, uh, Maria had a daughter. Maria's uh, daughter Monica was was called Lieutenant Trouble, and which is <laughs> which is a very cute name because <laughs> because uh, Carol Danvers uh, and and the Rambos formed a very good friendship in that in that movie. And of course, uh, we Monica sees Carol Danvers or Auntie Auntie Carol for the first time in forever. Fortunately, it does cut short because it does cut a little short when um, when Danvers when but does cut a little short when Danvers flies away and switches places with Kamala in mid air. So basically, they had to do a switch up mid air, and Kamala is falling to her supposed demise. But thankfully, she gets rescued by she gets she gets rescued. So that's still good. That's still that's good. The group surmises that the light-based powers of Danvers, Rambo, and Kamala are linked through quantum entanglement, and that they switch places when any of them use their powers. Okay, so the idea behind it, you know, having all three, um, three, having all three Marvels switch, uh, switch places because of their powers, I mean, that's, that's not a bad idea. 
that's a very that and it's very interesting too because it does show that hey i mean that hey carol danvers monica rambeau and kamala khan are ha have their own powers it their connection and entanglement is is basically one of is basically an issue that happens so 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 the only thing to the only thing to so basically um so basically so basically they're trying so basically so basically that's something that's something that is actually that's something that i actually like like realize like you're realizing that all three marbles are switching places because of their powers so you're probably wondering okay how, okay why is this happening how could how why is this happening well why is this happening because of this portal and teleportation that's pro that's probably one of the reasons why this is all happening so anyway the three join up at a scroll refugee colony on planet tarnax where where there are diff where there's a conversation of, of where talks of resettlements have dissolved and because darben rips open another jump point which siphons the atmosphere of tarnax into hala to try and restore its air and of course so, and of course this is where um Darben is trying to what this is obviously Darben's motivation. Darben is trying to rebuild Hala from different locations, and of course, um, and of course, uh, uh, Tarnax is one of the plant is one of the planets that she's using. You know, air trying to get air into um, into into Hala. And then of course, uh, all the all the all the all the scrolls were tried to evacuate after a hasty effort to evacuate the colony. Like Danvers, Rambo, and Kamala were able to get most of the of the scroll of the scrolls to to safety, but unfortunately, some of them, I think some of them did not last. Some of them did not last long during the whole during the whole destruction. So anyway, you all are probably wondering. What what happened to the scrolls who who were rescued? Well, it turns out uh, Carol Danvers reached out to um, uh, Valkyrie, who to, to, she reached out to Valkyrie, who's being played by Tessa Thompson, and she she takes the uh, she she takes the remaining scrolls to um, I'm pretty sure is New Asgard or or maybe a different colony or something, and and then that's basically it. We don't see the scrolls. We don't really we don't see the scrolls for the rest of the move for the rest of the movie at this at this point. So um so Carol Danvers so Danvers Rambo and Kamala are basically they're basically the, they're they're basically they're basically on the ship they're basically all alone on the ship so they're trying to figure out okay what's next what we're we gonna do what we're we gonna do with our with with the powers with the powers that we had despite switching places what 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 should we do. Well, it turns out, uh, where it turns out, Kamala, Kamala decides to form a team called the Marbles because obviously that that is something because we got Miss Marvel, uh, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, and then um, obviously just Monica Rambo, who is also known as Captain Marvel too. Although she had different names in the comics too, like like Photon, Pulsar, and Spectrum, but but also Captain Marvel as well. So so anyway, Carol Danvers informs the others of the legend that the quantum bands have been used to create the jump point transportation network, to which the three became entangled due to their mutual co contact 
with his energy when Darban disrupt, disrupted it. So basically, Darban's um, Darban's got the other band, and 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 basically Kamala's and Kamala's band has connections to the other band that uh, Darban ha has. So Darban's repeated rupturing of jump points is causing further instability to the network and endangering the universe. And so so this leads so get this gets an idea from Carol Davers to like, hey, let's go to this planet. Let's go to this other planet. Let's go to this planet of Al Al Aladna. To you know have to to have the citizens fight off like Darban and the and to distract Darban and the Cree. And um and of course uh Kamala Khan has this quote from uh, says and then of course Kamala Khan says this quote we have our heading and I'm just like really really you're trying to pull off a Johnny Depp Captain Jack Sparrow quote oh my goodness <laughs> oh my goodness oh man was Mar is Marvel trying to take a jab at Johnny Depp Oh man, come on, Marvel! Come on, Marvel! Don't do Johnny Depp like that. Don't do Pirates of the Caribbean like that. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I can't put. I mean, I mean, I can't. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, the, the. I'm pretty sure the director probably told, um, um, told uh, Imavaline to say that probably. I mean, I'm pretty, or unless that was improvised, unless she improvised, unless she improvised it. I mean, I don't really know to say the least. But anyway, um, before um, Danvers, Rambo, and Kamala travel to this planet of Atlanta, um, uh, Kamala's parents are basically they're basically they're basically uh they're basically up in uh, Nick Fury's uh place, which is the um. Which is Saber and um, Ozzy for now. Ozzy for now. Kamala's parents are safe, but Kamala's mom is worried too. Like, like she's worried if Captain Mar if Captain Marvel or Carol Danvers does anything bad to um her daughter, which which I'm referring to, Kamala Khan. Um, <laughs> she was gonna like, she was gonna kill. She was gonna kill Carol Danvers. Like, Kamala's mom tells Kamala. That if Carol Danvers does anything bad to Kamala, she she will she she will get a good beating. And I'm like, whoa, okay, okay, Kamala Khan's mom. Let's not get too crazy. Khan! <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man. Every time I every time I keep hearing Khan, I think I'm thinking of Khan from Star Trek, if you know what I'm saying. Kamala hangs up with her mom, and uh, Carol Danvers was like, "What did your mom say?" And Kamala's like, "Oh, nothing, 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 nothing to say. None. Oh, no, no, nothing. She's just making sure we're all doing fine." <laughs> uh, except for that last, except for that last part that uh, her mom that her mom said. But anyway, um, moving forward, um, uh, anyway, as as the three Marvels are traveling to this planet, I mean, they they all three of them tested out their like their teleportation powers. So basically, how of how of how, how they're so they're basically playing around with it, and for the most part, it's actually pretty good. It's pretty good. I I and I think this is one of the few moments that I actually liked, where um, where Kamala Khan 
uh, Carol Danvers and uh, Monica Rambeau are playing around with their with their powers just to see how the teleportation works, and it does work very well. Whereas through jump roping, putting books on their heads, and then there are probably a couple of other 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 activities they're doing, and and for the most part, it's pretty good. That, that's a pretty good move. That's a pretty. There was also another scene later where uh, Monica and Carol were talking about uh, Maria. We're talking about Maria Rambeau because it turns out that um, it turns out that Maria Rambeau died of died of cancer when she was help when she when she was one of the main when she was one of the main one of the main leads for the for um for the for the uh, for the intelligence agency of sword and monica and monica is upset about it, is upset about it like why didn't why didn't carol return like what was the whole point of that but of course we also know that monica Monica was also involved with the blip, which is basically the um, the wiping out half of half of existence from Thanos. But um, but during that time, like Monica's mom died of cancer, and she was like, "Why didn't Captain Marvel Carol Danvers return? Why 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 was it the point? Because one of the I think one, I mean I don't really remember exactly, but like this does fill in. But because the thing was like Carol and Carol and Maria were very good friends, and 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 one of the one and and uh, Monica was basically basically like like Monica and Maria were um, Carol's family during this whole Captain during the first Captain Marvel during the first Captain Marvel movie, and and Monica is upset, wondering like why didn't you come back, Carol? Like w what happened? My like her mom died of cancer. This was like during the events of of the WandaVision uh, TV show that appeared on Disney Plus, and that was also when uh, Monica Rambeau was also was also being being be, becoming the next uh, Captain Mar becoming like another another Captain Marvel, especially when it comes to like gaining her powers, especially going through that teleportation into uh, into Westview, which is basically the town that uh, the Scarlet Witch created. So. So so anyway um so so anyway um the 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 marvels reached to this planet called Aladna and I am not going to lie this was another moment that got me that got me to say what this was another moment that got me to say what the because this planet is actually a musical planet I'm not making this up. I mean, words do not describe this moment. I mean, because this planet and this planet is basically all spoken through through singing. Like all this all all of the citizens of this planet, they speak through their language is song. So they're basically so they're basically singing, "Hello, welcome to this planet." Hello, welcome. Hello, welcome to this planet. What is your name? We want to. We want to welcome you to this planet. So and and it's 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 crazy too because I'm like, what? Did Marvel turn into a musical at one point? I mean, sure, yeah. In the 
sure, yeah, and Captain America, sure, yeah, Captain America: The First Avenger it was a musical for for a moment with with Captain America's own um, theme song, and then you got uh, and then you got Rogers the musical and Hawkeye. Now this, you get a music, you get a planet where their language is song, and and for the most part, I mean, got me rolling like, oh my goodness, <laughs> oh my goodness. But anyway, but anyway, but anyway, Carol Danvers told uh, Monica and Kamala just to, just to roll with it, and and for the for, for for the for the moment, this is basically a musical number, and it also turns out that 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 Carol was basically popular on this on this planet too, because it turns out that Carol had uh, Carol's in, Carol is engaged to this prince. On on the planet and and that's and that's one of the reasons why um why why uh Carol Danvers is very popular like the prince's name like the name of the prince is Prince Yan who is being played by Park Seal June and Prince Yan is a charismatic is a um char he's a charismatic he's a charismatic prince of the planet Al Aladna. Who is Danvers' husband and ally? And I don't know much about this guy. I mean, I don't really know much about this guy. But but from what we know, but from what I know, he um he and Carol Danvers are basically a couple, and they're both allies as well. I mean. Yeah, and the and the two also have a musical number as well and a dance sequence too. This is like a musical number and a dance sequence at the same time. And at one point in the trailer, I saw this in the trailers, and I thought it was um something, and I, and I thought it was on Earth because I thought this whole uh dance and musical number was on Earth, but no, this is a different planet altogether, altogether. And and for the, and for what's happening and for what's going and for what's going on at that moment is that uh, Carol and the prince are basically reconnecting with each other through song and for for Brie Larson she's a very good singer I will say this like she can pull out she could pull off some good singing chops too and 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 from my from my from my memory's perspective. She 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 is a singer as well. She's not just an actor, but but a singer too. So props to her. She, props to her. She could definitely pull off some singing chops too. And and while on the subject of Brie Larson, I think Brie Larson. I mean, I know everybody. I know everybody points fingers at Brie Larson a lot, but I say this movie. This movie. I say Brie Larson gives a little more personality in this movie compared to the first movie, in my opinion. Because if you really think about it, like, in the first movie, she's just, she's just serious in the first movie. Even though, she, yeah, there's a few moments where she can be, she can be happy. She can, like, she can be happy and ha and be fun. But in this movie, she's got different personalities all over the place. Like, like, dang, like, 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 Brie Larson definitely, definitely brought in some pers brought in more personalities to her character compared to the first movie, and, 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 and I give her credit for that, for, for, I give her credit, I give her credit for that, but anyway, um, um, but anyway, uh, 
Carol tell Carol and the prince basically speak normal because it turns out the prince can the prince is bilingual so which is basically basically speaking in different languages whether it's basically English Spanish or heck for this movie English and music but uh, Carol tells um, tells the prince that uh, Darben is coming for coming for is coming for us and we need to distract we need a distraction we and we need a distraction so 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 anyway this plan come so this plan comes in and darban reaches the planet of Vladna where she tears open another jump point to draw the ocean water into hala so air and water where's earth and what's next fire is this avatar the last Airbender? Oh my goodness, this movie can't get crazier than this. But unfortunately, it does. I'll get to that pretty soon. Because, um, I'll get to that soon. So basically, uh, the, the citizens of Aladna, of Aladna fight the Kree army. And then, of course, we get another fight. We get a fight between, um, between the Marvels and Darben. I will say this, their fights, the, 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 the fights between Darben and the Marvels are good too. Like, their fight scenes are pretty good. In in my opinion, in my opinion, I mean, sure, they're not not as I mean, they're not as great as some of the some of the most previous fight scenes from from the early Marvel movies, but still, it's still pretty good. It's still a solid fight. It's still a solid fight. But unfortunately, but unfortunately, the fight does cut pretty short. The fight does cut pretty short once um once the whole teleportation of the ocean water is being basically being stoned, and then, of course, Kamala Khan's band being taken away. Being being taken away, being taken away, and then of course, but then of course it's then then of course um then of course all the marbles try to escape, and they landed on this field of reeds to have a quick emotional conversation of why they failed to stop Darben. But that moment gets cut short for 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 an attack in space where the Kree army attacks um Nick Fury's uh um Nick Fury's uh. uh base which is basically the saber base and everybody on board and then everybody on board everybody on board um, is freaking out and oh did i mention that goose is in this movie yeah goose is in this movie i completely forgot that goose is in this movie remember remember when people were excited were excited about goose in the first captain marvel movie yeah i remember that because goose was obviously one of the best parts of that movie this one on the other hand goose is pretty forgettable in this movie and what turn and it turns out goose goose is a mom goose has baby flurkins i am not kidding goose is a mom with baby flurkins which is basically baby kit baby kittens and they're all flurkins they're all flurkins and of course during this whole evacuation the baby kittens eat everybody on that base for safety and and to escape the saber base from the Kree attack while while the while the while the song memory from cats is playing in the background <laughs> my goodness now, I don't know if I'm gonna make it through the rest of this episode, but oh my goodness, yes, yes, Goose 
and the baby flurkins um, save everybody on the base from being exploded and they they all go back to earth and they just vomit out all all the victims and survivors from the from the base back onto earth like how messed up is that sequence oh how messed up is that words do not describe how ridiculous the idea of it all sure it's cute that we that we got to see goose and the baby kittens but this is the moment where i just i'm just done done just dump this movie like i can just end the review right here and now but no i can't do that because we got to i got to get i got to get to the rest of the movie yeah so after that space catastrophe the marvels have their final battle with darben and it's still a pretty cool battle but i don't even care at this moment because uh, one of the final blows is from one of the final blows is that um is that darben gets gets hit in the back of the wall with some with some debris and one of the, and one of the shards lands inside of her heart and then darben tries to play victim tries to play victim for a tries to play victim for for a little bit tell her that listen 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 i want to bring in how i want to rebuild hala want to rebuild hala i need this band listen i was there when it all happened and listen if we if we were together to build hala then we could be buddies and for at one point carol seems to agree but no but no, it was it was just a cop out. And what comes next for next for Darben after that cop out? She, she takes Kamala's band. Now now Darben's got both bands, and and she and she and Danvers use their combined. And what comes next? And what comes next is that what comes next. Is that she uses the band to tear apart another hole in space. They're basically up in space. And the effort in doing that destroys Darben and leaves behind an opening into the multiverse. So yes, Darben gets destroyed by the by the power she sought. What a useless villain. And of course, and of course, after Kamala reclaims claims the bands she and danvers uses their combined powers to energize rambo allowing her to close the hole from the other side so basically monica rambo closes the hole from the other side but she gets stranded in the process and carol and kamala were like were were surprised but also upset knowing the fact that they lost monica they fought and of course uh, kamala and then of course kamala comes back home to comes back home to earth tells her and tells her parents that monica is gone carol Danvers flies into hala's son like she's um icarus from the eternals can't believe i'm saying this and of course carol Danvers comes out fine from the sun and and she uses the sun's powers to restore it she's not doc ock folks this is not doc ock Oh my goodness! You're you're giving you're literally giving Doc Ock a run for his a run for his money or mechanical claws. 
But anyway, but also the fact, but also it's probably one of the re but I'm pretty sure the sun was also used, was, I'm pretty sure the sun, I'm pretty sure Darth Ben was trying to use the sun for Val, for Hala as well. But no, Carol Danvers uses the sun to, uses the sun for, for, uses the sun for Hala. And then of course she, she uses her power, and of course the sun, to restore it. For Hala, and basically Hala is back to normal. Yay! Yay! And then, and then on top of that, and then on top of that, uh, the short-lived team up with Danvers and Rambo inspires Kamala to seek out other heroes and form a new group. And what does she do? Well, it turns out she goes to see. She goes to she goes into one period what appears to be downtown New York. She starts off with Kate Bishop, who is being played by Haley Steinfeld, and and Kate Bishop is surprised to see Kamala Khan. Like as if she as if she never met Kamala Khan. I mean, let's be honest. Kate has not met Kamala Khan until this moment, and Kamala's like, and Kamala does this paraphrases what Nick Fury said to Tony Stark. At the end of Iron Man, basically introducing introducing the Avengers Initiative, and Kamala is like, "I'm here to form. I'm here to form an. I'm here to form a superhero team, a young Avengers team, and I want you to be in it." And and Kate Bishop was like, "Okay," and that's where the movie ends until a uh, mid credit scene where um. Where Monica Rambo, where Monica Rambo wakes up in a parallel in a parallel universe, where she is greeted by an alternate version of her mother, Maria Rambo. Although this time, uh, Maria Rambo, her her she takes the man she takes the name Binary, and uh, Maria Maria's suit is basically a red, and it's a red is it's a reddish brownish and white superhero suit superhero suit with a cape and um and and some people actually mistaken uh Maria Rambo or binary as storm because uh before the movie dropped um there was a there was a there was another trailer that dropped before this movie came out and and many people speculated that it was that it was storm because in the comics storm wore a very similar super suit that uh, Maria Rambo wore in this movie, but that's not the case. But that's not the case. That's not the case. It's Maria Rambo, and who does Maria and Monica end up seeing in in this very scene? Well, it turns out the character of Beast. Yes, you heard, you heard that right. We get to see the mutant Beast, or should I say, Hank McCoy? Hank McCoy, Beast. Being played by Kelsey Grammer, and of, and of course that Maria Rambo is being played by by Lashana Lynch, and and that got me surprised. Like I'm surprised that we got to see Beast in in at the end of this movie, although he CGI. They literally CGI'd Kelsey Grammer for Beast, and obviously this is supposed to set up for was basically the X Men, but I'm pretty sure that's something that's gonna that may. That'll probably happen. I'm pretty sure that's gonna happen in 
but I'm pretty sure there's going to be a connection to Deadpool 3, because Deadpool 3 is also going to come out in 2024 for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that's it. That's that's the Marvels. And oh my goodness. This movie was crazy. I, I want to say I had a blast with it, but at the same time, what was that? Where were they going with this movie? Like, with, with, with all the delays and the reshoots, like, this is what we get. We get a... We get a crazy movie. And I'm pretty sure people are gonna have some people are gonna have fun with this movie, and that's fine. That's understandable. I mean, I mean, if you want if you want to watch this movie, that's totally fine. I I get it. But for me, really, I'm like, what is this? Like, there's so much going on in this movie. And at one point, I'm trying to like, and and at one point, this it, it feels like it feels like different. It feels like different movies combined into one. Heck. Heck, this to me this feels like Captain Marvel three rather than Captain Marvel two. And yes, the original movie title of the movie was supposed to be Captain Marvel two, but that was changed to the Marvels because uh Kevin Feige and the people at Marvel wanted to um wanted to introduce like Miss um, Marvel into the pic Miss Marvel into the picture, knowing the fact that Carol Danvers held the mantle of Miss Marvel in the comics, but. But Miss but Kamala Khan also held the mantle of Miss Marvel too, so they wanted to introduce Kamala Khan, and of course Monica Rambo Monica Rambo was one of the Marvels as well. But but unfortunately, but unfortunately, this feels like a third. But going back to the third installment, to me, this feels like a third installment. Well, not just because there's there's three Marvels, which is Monica Rambo, Carol Danvers, and Kamala Khan, but also the fact that but also the fact that it feels like they jumped over different. Uh, they jumped over the whole, the whole, po and the whole point of of the of the whole point of the first Captain Marvel movie, where um, where Carol Danvers told Jan Jan Rod that uh, that she's coming to end the whole Kree and Skrull war, like like she sends Jan Rod, Jude Law's character, back to Hala to send a message to to the Supreme Intelligence. Like I feel like. I feel like that was missing in in that was missing but it feel but it feels like they just jumped over Captain Marvel 2 just to make the Marvels like if it was a third installment but no this is the second installment that we're getting for Captain Marvel like imagine Captain Marvel 2 pick taking place in the events of the taking taking place in the events after the first movie where um where the scrolls are still finding a safe place but this whole Cree, Cree and Squirrel War is happening. But you have Ronan the Accuser leading leading the charge, and then you you still have Korath, who is probably uh, recovering from his injuries and now and now recovered as a uh, as a cyborg. Remember, remember, guys, Korath and Ronan the Accuser appeared in Guardians of the Gal in, in Guardians of the Galaxy, and they were both killed off in that movie. Like. Like we could have seen that in Captain Marvel too, where where Korath is now team, teaming with Ronan the Accuser. Heck, th that would have been a good opportunity to introduce Dar Ben. Like Dar Ben is probably, in my opinion, probably one of the worst Marvel villains in this movie. Now, to to the actor's credit, Zawi Ashton did a good job of what she was given for that role. Like despite the writing for her character and what she was given. She still did a decent job, but I'm sorry to say this, but the character of Darben was was not was not great in my in my opinion. Like 
the villain, the villain in that one was forgettable in that movie. Like, one of the most forgettable villains I have ever seen. And probably one of the most useless villains I have ever seen in this, in, in, in any Marvel movie. I, and, and, and of course, and, 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 and if Dar Ben was introduced in Captain Marvel 2, which, which was, which should have, which should have been, which should have been the movie's title, if she was introduced in Captain Marvel 2 with Ron the Accuser and Korath, I probably would have, I probably would be interested in it. Like, that way we could get a little build up to more, give a little more build up to how Darben became the villain for the Mar for the Marvels. But no, her introdu her introduction was abrupt, rushed, and 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 it's not good. It's literally not that good. Like I'm sorry, like the the actor did a very good job playing the character, but but from what but she did a very good job for what she was given, but. But but the but the writing for the character was not but for the writing for the character was not there, and 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 besides, all the actors do a very good job as well. Brie Larson, Imavilani, Vellani, and uh, Tiona Paris did a very good job playing playing their roles pretty well. They all three act all three actor all the actors did a very good job with their roles and. And then, of course, I mean, despite the ridiculous moments in this movie, like, it's it's very hard to tell where this movie, it's very crazy to tell where this movie was going, and the whole idea, process, and story of this, of where, of where they're gonna go. I mean, you can definitely, you can definitely, you can definitely say that it's ridiculous and all, but at the same time, it's fun. I mean, I mean, yeah, I could definitely see that, but in my opinion, I, I, I would say this. A better story and better writing and better planning would have would have been better for 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 the Marvels as a um, as as a sequel because to me this sequel this sequel was doomed from the start. But but what about the direction? Like I say, the direction is all over the place. Like. Nia da Nia da Costa. I think I say for what she was given, she did a decent job, but the direction was all over the place, and and it, and it's very hard to tell if if it was if it was her if it was more from the notes that uh, Kevin Feige gave her, or was it was it her idea? I I don't really know, but I'm pretty sure Kevin Feige. I'm pretty sure Kevin Feige and the and the and the and the comp and the Walt Disney Company. Really had some, really had something, really had something up their sleeves to literally, to literally change this whole movie, in my opinion. But uh, I mean, with Nia da Costa, I, I I give her I give her credit for trying. I give her credit for trying. But I mean, at the end of the day, really, the Marvels is a is a flawed movie with with some fun, ridiculous moments to spare. And and I heard a lot of people said that um, Iman Vellani, like she was obviously she. I heard a lot of people said Iman Vellani, Iman Vellani was is one of the highlights of this movie. And I will say this, I do agree because Iman Vellani brings a lot of energy to her character of Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, and 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 I will say this, she does a very good job, despite some moments where she does go and give in a little. She does go a little, little bit overboard with her performance, but still, she—you can definitely tell that Iman Vellani is having a lot of fun too in this movie. Like, 
I mean, Sam, Sam, ja- Samuel L. Jackson, I mean, I wish they would have given Samuel L. Jackson a little more for Nick Fury, but I'm pretty sure the Secret Invasions TV show probably did something different with his character, to which I have not seen. But um, but there was probably something there was probably something that happened to Nick Fury from Secret Invasion that led up to the Marvels, and then um, and and then everybody else everybody else did a fine job too. Brie Larson did okay with her role of Captain Marvel too. Captain Marvel as well. I mean, she gave a little more personality to her character compared to the first movie, but 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 even she had her own fair share of problems too. Like I think it's like I think it's her like I think it's like her arguments between like the film on set and of course the studio heads as well, especially where they want especially where this film is going to go in terms of the direction. I think, but I say Brie Larson is still okay with this movie, but in in terms of the, but in terms of like but in terms of all three Marvels, their chemistry is good. I actually enjoyed the chemistry between between Monica, Carol, and Kamala. So that was definitely good. I really enjoy I really enjoyed their chemistry for the most part, despite of what the the film was given. But anyway, that is a wrap on this episode. So. So what did you all think of the Marvels? I would like to hear your thoughts. And and for those of you who are listening and are probably wondering if for those of you who are listening and if if I missed out on anything, I mean, please let me know. I'd like to hear your thoughts. And like I said, if I miss anything, please comment below if I missed out on anything from this movie. But anyway, that is a wrap on this episode. So thank you all for tuning in to Kodo Cinema. I'm your host, Mark Koto, a.k.a. Koto Man. Remember to watch movies and stay positive.